Hi friends, it is Saturday, December 12th. It's, um, oh gosh, it's 12.30 p.m. I have a wedding that starts at 1.50 p.m. So I picked a really good time <laughs> to start talking. I have been just just having, having a month. I've been having a lot of anxiety because I had eye surgery that I needed to have done and it happened two days ago and everything ended up being fine. But the last time that I had it done, it was botched. And so that eye isn't super usable now. And I'm like, mm, I'm a photographer and, a, you know, just like a, a person that would like to have the ability of being able to see out of my functional eye. So I was, I was just, I don't know, my mind has not been in a like good, nice place where I was like, this is a good time to talk to him, <laughs> talk to everybody. But hello, today I wanted to talk with you a little bit about how running a business often feels like there's no being able to be caught up and kind of what that feels like, especially because I think so much of us fall into the productivity trap where we feel like we aren't, I hate to, I hate to say this because I'm always just like, mm, I should think differently, but this is, this is just how it is. I feel more valuable as a person whenever I have been productive. I'm not proud of it. <laughs> it's not something that I am like trying to value in myself. I think part of it just has to do with hustle culture. A lot of it has to do with weddings in general. So I shot a wedding yesterday and I have a wedding today and my eye surgery was two days ago. I had the weddings booked before I had the eye surgery booked. So it shouldn't have happened exactly like that, but also Sam had taken time off in case anything were to happen to me, he would have been able to take over. Anyway, I wanted to have a talk with my therapist about how nervous I was about having eye surgery, which I'll just tell you what it is, so I'm not just like, eye surgery. I have a genetic condition called Stickler Syndrome, which sounds just like a, like a funny name for a disease of somebody that's like really picky, but Stickler Syndrome is a connective tissue disorder and it creates a lot of issues in the body, but the things that I have are arthritis. I was diagnosed with arth arthritis in the sixth grade. Um, it creates like hearing difficulties. So I wear hearing aids. I got those like two years ago, life changer. I've always had vision problems. I've had glasses since I was 18 months old and I have something called lattice degeneration, which means that my retinas are really thin. And apparently if you're an ophthalmologist, they're scary looking because every ophthalmologist is all like, you need to see a retina specialist immediately. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> so what I was getting was a laser surgery that just, they just like make a grid around your retina on the end side with the laser and it creates scar tissue so that you are less high risk of having your retinas become detached. Was that too, this, was this too much of a like medical? I, anyway, I just wanted to say what it was. So it wasn't just like I was going in for like a regular routine, whatever. It was like a, like a scary thing. Cause the last time I had it done, they went over sort of like the, the nerves on the outside of, I, this is, I'm going into too much detail, but basically my pupil doesn't open and close on the right eye anymore. And now I have a cataract. It's fine. Like in my family, this is just like, that's just stickler syndrome. Like we just talk about it like this, this super casual thing because everybody has it and there are different degrees of how severe it is. So whenever I'm talking about it, I'm just like, yeah, it's just this thing. So it's not that big of a deal to me, but also like the surgery was a big deal because it didn't go great last time. I am talking a lot about an eye surgery. <laughs> But basically I was nervous and I was talking to my therapist about it. I was just, you know, talking her through what it was and why I was nervous about it. My therapist is like, you know, if you're just feeling more nervous after, you should just take the day, go ahead and let Sam cover it. I was like, N no, that's actually not how weddings work. You just can't do that. And we were talking about the severity we would have to have happening in our lives for us to take off from weddings. And it's sort of like this weird thing for me to even talk about because I 
I am so heels dug in the dirt. No, if I break my arm, I will still show up and shoot the wedding. I'll just bring an assistant. Like as long as I'm able to do something that's functional with a pinky and I'm able to like hit the shutter. If I feel like I'm mentally able to deliver weddings, then I'm, I'm still gonna show up and shoot. And it's not just me, and I think it's not just hustle culture, but I think a lot of it has to do with like weddings in general. So my second shooters tend to be women, and a lot of the people that I second shoot with also tend to be women. And it's not my story to tell, but I will basically say that I have worked with photographers who still bravely wanted to show up and shoot through miscarriages that they were actively having. But I was talking through this experience with my therapist, and she was she was just surprised that so much emphasis was put in the wedding industry on us not being able to be mortals. And part of it is because like our jobs are very different as wedding photographers. Everything is surrounding us being able to show up and shoot on this one day. There's this one day and that's the only day that our clients are asking for us and we have them pay a big price just for us to turn away other dates. And the idea is that we, no matter what, are able to show up and shoot. And we are not able to not show up and shoot on wedding days. It's really important. It's important to other people. And it's a like high pressure environment. But so much of what I was thinking about bled over into like all the other aspects. I was thinking about and talking about how those are the expectations that we have on wedding days and also kind of for shoots a little bit. And I started thinking about how that is the relationship that we end up having with those clients. And I think that the expectations that we set from the beginning beginning is I'm reliable and I'm dependable and you don't have to worry about not hearing from me. And when there are times when I am slower to respond to emails because I am depressed, I'm having an off week, I'm literally having eye surgery. So I'm trying to get out every single thing in my queue that I possibly can. Whenever I'm having weeks where my head is in the sand, so I'm just totally ignoring emails, the expectation is still there that I'm supposed to be the person that gets back to them immediately because my relationship with them is that I'm dependable and I'm able to up and be there for them when it's really important. And so it becomes a situation where I think those expectations bleed over into the communication aspects of our jobs in a big way. And everything just feels like it's the same amount of vital all the time, which is so (laughs) like crazy to think about and maybe those aren't the expectations at all but sometimes it really feels like it doesn't it and I'm not even having this conversation to necessarily like have any conclusions to draw from it it did relate back to a conversation that I was having with a friend where I had an assignment where I had a list of values and I was supposed to put them in order in three different columns very important important and not important at all to me and figure out where these different values lied. And I thought it was an amazing assignment. It was really cool to see everything laid out because in my mind, I'm like, yeah, all of these are super important. But the reality is whenever you put things on a page, putting family and beauty in the same column as like very important or important might not feel authentic to you. You might be like, oh, I actually value these a little bit different. So I was thinking about that because I had sent it to a friend and described it to them. And they were like, well, these are all very important to me. And I was like, "Mm, are they? No, you have to cut them out and you have to put them into columns because, and then he was like, I can tell just by looking at it that they're all very important. And I was like, but that's not the assignment. And the reality is I, I look at all the aspects of my job and I think almost all of them are equally important. Yes, all of 
these are very important. Getting back to clients as soon as the email is very important. Editing all of my own work so I can have, you know, final say over the editing is the most important. And spending personal time with my partner and on my mental health is very important. <laughs> and eating, you know, like whenever I think about all of the things that are in my life that have any value, I value them all as the most important. But I imagine if I were to do an exercise where I list out all of the things that I have going on in my life and knowing that they have value, put them in those three different categories, I'm honestly wondering which one of those would float to the top and if that might help alleviate some of the, the stress that I've been having lately. Because when I think about it, when I really think about it, this time of the year especially, I think that the things that need to float to the top naturally for me are things like personal time. And I think I need to find ways to use my personal time in a better way than just stress about the things that I'm not doing while I'm also not doing them. Like that doesn't seem like a good use of personal time. <laughs> that doesn't sound like good off time. It just sounds like I'm not using my time intentionally. At the same time, I'm like, you don't have to do that exercise. You're in a pandemic. <laughs> this is another assignment that you're trying to give yourself when you ultimately don't have to be doing that. Everything is just hard right now and just be nice to yourself. So that's kind of where I'm at right now, just with my head. I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed and I'm trying to figure out what I need to throw my energy at because if I value everything as equally important and I throw all of my energy at everything all the time, then ultimately I'm gonna run out of steam somewhere and some of the stuff that I value as equally being very important is not gonna get done. And that's not great. Thank you guys so much for listening. It was really nice getting to talk to you. I feel better just having gotten some of that off my chest. I hope you can relate, but also I kind of hope you can't relate because it's stressful. This month on Patreon, I am posting a video all about posing and prompting families because I've been doing a ton of family sessions and that was a request that I got. So we are gonna talk more about families and doing different family prompts. I'm not great with kids, so all of the stuff that I say to kids is usually very intentional and planned out. <laughs> so I'll be talking about that. We'll also have two illustration posts coming your way and an article, TBD, because I have two different ideas that I wanted to kick around and I don't know which direction I'm gonna go yet, but I hope you guys are having a good day. I hope you are staying safe. Thank you so much for listening. You are equally as important as my mental health right now because I don't have my priorities straight. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. I look forward to talking to you soon. Okay, bye.